right now the whole world is bearing down on me. My body feels like hell. I can't even get out of bed in the morning. I have a pregnant wife at home. I'm holding two titles on two different continents. I got challenges come from every which way. What do I do? I know what to do. We're the good guys. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present this podcast to you in all its glory. They are the bearded wonders, the twin sons from different mothers. He is Blake. He is Sal. And together they are the Blake and Sal Show. And if you're not okay with that, I have two words for you. Stay tuned. Oh my God, oh my God, these feelings just begun. I'm saying things I've never said, doing things I've never done. Oh my God, oh my God, when I see you, I shoot it right. But I'm frozen in motion, and my head tells me to stop, tells me to stop. Feeling things, feeling things, I feel about us. Mm-hmm. Try to fight it, but it's never enough. My heart is hurting, it's more than a crush. Cause I'm frozen in motion, and my head tells me to stop, but my heart goes Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Blake Town Show, episode number 349. I'm your host, Blake, and I'm decided to bring a bowl of grits to the show again this week. I'm hungry. Let me bring on my co-host, first of all, the biggest on podcasting, the man who I literally seem to have woken up five minutes before we came on the air. Sal, how you doing? Hi. <laughs> it was funny. Before, like, right when we came up, we started the show, we were on a Zoom call. All I see is Sal's, like, Tiger King background. He decided to just join the frame and song continued. <laughs> <laughs> I just popped up like a ghost. It was funny. And then, our other co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, a man who's been upset with the coyote all week. Dad, Mark, Dad, how you doing? I'm doing fine. I just got to make sure that coyotes stay at bay and away from the house. Oh, I thought you were talking about the hockey team. No, there's literally a coyote in the neighborhood. Oh, that a joke. There's legitimately a coyote. And this one's been yeah. obsessed with it all week. <laughs> yeah, for the past three months, they've been going through the neighborhood causing issues. Okay, before we get into that, I think, Sal, what song is this? We're writing a song. Uh, this is Joel Cor- Corey uh, featuring M-N-E-K, and this song is called Head and Heart. I like this song. I like this. It's very catchy. Yes. <laughs> I, think I was, I was getting music for this. I was like, oh, this is very bouncy. I like this. Yes. So it wake, wakes you up. Mm-hmm. No, but, yeah, Sal, there's a bit of coyote going around, and Dad's been obsessed, because apparently the coyote was found in our park right down the street. So, and he's all worried. So, and then apparently the wolf that's been hanging out with the coyote. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't know what's going it, on. It's, it, it's not a, it's not a straight wolf. It's mixed with wolf and coyote. I know, but still, it's just, the way you explain it, it's just like... yeah. But the whole thing is, these guys have been running around the neighborhood for since September, and they've been all over the place. We're talking. The school park, the kids park by down yeah, by the airport. We got it. We got it. We got you the know, point. so <laughs> I kind of stepped in to kind of get my two cents in, and to see why the DNR doesn't want to act on it. And I reached out to our state representative, Nikki. Okay, uh, I'm going to step in on this story. Dad calls the state representative while we're having the other night, and me and Kyle are sitting here. Manny's upstairs in therapy. We're sitting here listening to dad on the phone and dad's on the phone having this conversation and he goes and says, 
why can't the cops stop? Well, the cops are no help here because they, they can't help him. I look at Kyle straight face, totally broken. I'm like, you know what? If the cops can't help, it's time to call the rescue rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, you know, the only the only <laughs> joke on that that they didn't play is yeah I saw Goose and Squirrel so where's Boris and Natasha? That's because we have we, we make that joke too much in that Geico commercial. That's why we make those jokes. There you go. I think the other one at one point we had the wolf we had the wolf like a like a um a doing a mob boss routine with a hat on at one point. We were going off on bits. And I think it, another thing where he said, we're the roadrunner with acne, with acne, um, with acne you know, and everything. So we were having our if fun. There's, if there's a box that says acne on the side that comes by these wolves, the coyotes, yeah. All right. Sal, I guess we should get this show started. Help support the show and find all the platforms. You can find the show and other products we work on. On theblakeandstyleshow.com. Yes, and you can buy our shirts, stickers, hoodies, um, anti-wolf fencing, and more <laughs> from our T Public store. Uh, click on the T Public link on our website, or go to tpublic.com slash Show, and you can also go to blowthecollar.com and search the show there. Hey, don't we have our pest dispensers ready yet? Not all items actually bill. I almost choked on a on that one, Sal. <laughs> also, you can you can vote. You can still vote in the 2020 <laughs> show year end awards. The link is in the show description below. And wow, the numbers are ridiculous for this. It's not as bad as that one year where we had like 40, 400 votes for like one person. It's not that bad. <laughs> but there is a there is a big surprise happening in Analyze of the Year. So I'm going to leave it at that. There's a, I'll, uh, if anyone wants to ask me, ask me off the air. I'm not going to say it on here. But there is a big surprise happening. I did not expect. And it's nice to see after all these years. All right. So we're going to get right into the wrestling section today because there is a lot. There's not a lot to talk about. And a pay-per-view that has no storyline. So we should be done early today. So let's go to break. We'll come back. And we'll get rid of things. Did somebody call for the Easter Boy Ric Flair to come on here and say a thing or two? Apparently, you all deserve this. Under the sea, under the sea. Oh, what a rush. 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 Oh, what what are all your full frames? <laughs> Stop! Listen! Because... 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 I am Lance Catamaran. You know, Sal, going into yesterday, I was working on a run sheet, and I'm like, wow, we're going to have nothing to talk about. And of course, Wednesday, there's always a lot of news breaks. But I always appreciate that. <laughs> For all the rest of the company, give us something to talk about after Wednesday. So, go for it, Sal. Uh, WWE announced the release of Zelina Vega. Yes, um, this is a big story that broke earlier. Zelina Vega released from WWE. Um, the word going around is she did not want to give up her Twitch or her um, OnlyFans, and she was apparently um, there was a clause in her new contract that said that she had to. So, Sal, your thoughts? Uh, I mean, she's probably making more than enough money on them alone to not relinquish the control of it. You know what I mean? So I think, you know, plus she's not being utilized on TV as much anymore. And, and now there's other options. So if she really, really wanted to keep going in wrestling you know she, she's not stuck you know what i mean like wwe isn't the only option anymore um so I, I think in that aspect you know she and she's a creative person so you know to to give up that kind of power and control with her twitch account and all that you know that that's that's a lot for somebody like that yeah i keep hearing she's making like upwards of like 10 to twenty thousand dollars between these two things so that's a lot of money so i wouldn't be surprised um, Dad, your thoughts? Well, I also heard some rumblings that it wasn't 
that per se. It was what she said in her Twitch account that basically got people upset. She didn't. And the word that I know you're talking yeah. about the whole um labor the the unionizing thing. Yes. She didn't say that till after she was released. Okay. Because so supposedly, supposedly, that that um, the phrase that she used, I guess, also got Vince upset. Just say it. Just say what you want to say. Unionization and there you Vince, go. as a it's not a dirty word on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Vince has no union in his company. Which, no, he does. There's no union in wrestling at all. I know. And there was talk while back that the wrestlers wanted something for union so they're protected so they have some sort of benefits. They have been I, saying that since the 80s. This is I know. <laughs> so, I mean, she started the whole ball again, and when she said it... Actually, again, that's incorrect. That is incorrect. Paige okay. started the ball again. Paige okay. is the one that started all this. Okay. <laughs> so it's clarified, so I want to make sure I give credit well, to you. Well, from what I understand that Vince wasn't happy about the, the comment, and that kind of solidified her but not again, though, back. She didn't make the comments until after they released her. I so know. Just but, that. but that kind of shut the door of her trying to be on good graces and come Why back. Why would you want to? They're firing her for having a Twitch page. Like, what? come on. What, what can you say? This is, this is the world of Vince. Uh, well, you, I, I will just say this. I'm trying to stay away from politics for a while. But if Andrew, Andrew Yang makes it into the Biden cabinet, Things will be very interesting. I'll just leave it at there that. There you go. We'll move on if anything else comes from that. Sal, back to you. Uh, NXT uh, announced TakeOver War Games on December 6th. Yes, that is a Sunday night. We'll have another, is it two weeks? In two weeks, we'll have that show. I'm excited. I'm really, really excited for it. Oh, yeah. They, they were setting up two War Games matches. It, it's going to be awesome. They announced one, already announced one. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and as far as the show concerned, by the way, Sal, I haven't told this yet. We have a guest coming on that has never been on the show before to talk about NXT TakeOver War Games. And that would be Tom Stout from PWT Talks NXT. He'll be coming on the nice. show in two weeks. Cool. To him today. And he, um, he's, he's, he works from home, so he's available to come on the show. So cool. there you go. One of those conveniences of COVID. You got to take advantage of it when you can. So well, you kind of see what the what team was already formed against another team. So I mean, well, they already announced the men's match. They already announced it. So yeah, I love how Dad's like dancing around stuff. Like he can't just say things today. Well, <laughs> you know, I don't know what we're allowed to say or not to say. You can say whatever you want. It's our show. Okay, got it. Oh, no, got you can it. Say whatever you want. What about, okay, real just, talk. For one sec, real talk. Okay. What have we ever, ever, in these seven years we've been doing this, ever tiptoed around a subject? Like, ever. I just don't want to put out spoilers. It's a live show that aired last night. <laughs> I know about stuff and this will be on out. Friday. Yeah, okay. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway, so move on. <laughs> Uh, WWE will be moving the, uh, uh, the, can you play the clip? <laughs> Sorry. One more time. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome! <laughs> uh, to Tropicana Field in Tampa, uh, starting on December the 11th, uh, going through WrestleMania. Now, does that include WrestleMania? No, it does not include no. WrestleMania. It sounds like WrestleMania okay. is going to be at Raymond James Stadium okay. in Tampa. Again, everything's going to be in Tampa. So, like the WWE home is going to be Tampa starting December 11th, all the way through Raymond James and WrestleMania. I think, in my opinion, they're doing this because they have to leave the Amway Center. They have no choice. The Illinois right. Magic is going to start playing. They have to leave. They found another location. It's a bigger location, and it's it's like a um, one of those things where it's quasi outdoors. So maybe much like AEW, that they can bring some fans in. It's actually smart. It's actually really smart. So, that guy. I have a question. Of course. Did they get permission for Orange Cassidy to do this? It's not his venue. <laughs> not his venue. <laughs> so, oh, you said Tropicana the old Field. Plus, you squeezed Orange Cassidy. <laughs> wow. You went there. Yes. So, but the interesting part, I can't wait to see how they do the Rumble 
at this place. If they're, that sounds like fun. I'm not going to lie. Do the, the rumble at a stadium like this. Sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm interested in that. All right. Wait, um, didn't they do the rumble here? At Tropicana Field? I don't think so. I could double, I could, I could double check that, but I don't think so. I know they've done it. it was, oh, no, wasn't that Arizona? It was Arizona, the one they did in January? When did it in January? Yeah. That was a great rumble, by the way. That was such a great – it feels like yeah. so long ago when that rumble happened. I love the such a great rumble. Anyway. But um, anyway, um, we have a tiny bit of energy news, but this is a big deal, and wow. Go ahead. Uh, so in uh, – I'm going to keep breaking my bones news. Uh, Chelsea Green – uh, broke her wrist in her debut match on SmackDown and had surgery. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. So to, to, to set people up for people who don't watch um, SmackDown, Sal, um, <laughs> the, um, hey. what happened was they had um, – oh, by the way, just to answer your question, they did have a Royal Rumble in this stadium back in 1995. There you go. Just looked it up. Anyway, the stadium has been renamed since then, but it is the same stadium. As it was in '95, so there you go. There will be the okay. rumble in this building. Sorry, I just looked it up. I figured I'd look it up real fast. Anyway, so on SmackDown, we're going to have a match to qualify for the um, SmackDown for the SmackDown side of the women's Survivor Series match, and it's a triple threat match. And then Chelsea Green pops up next to Adam Pierce. So Adam Pierce puts her in the match, makes it a four way. Now in my brain, she's winning the match. Now she's debuting on SmackDown. She's going to win the match. Well, a minute and a half into the match, she disappears. <laughs> Completely disappears. No idea where she is. No one says anything. And Liv Morgan wins the match. We'll get to that later. Um, so, Chelsea Green then put on Instagram, and Matt Cardona put on Instagram that she broke her wrist, <laughs> and she had to have surgery. And then Matt Cardona put this list of all her injuries, dating back for, like, the last two years, a uh, year and a half, working – Ever since, like, all in to now, working in the WWE, <laughs> it is ridiculous, and I feel bad for her, and she is just cursed. Dad, your thoughts? You know, she really needs <laughs> to have more padding if <laughs> that's going to help, or she's going to have to learn how to uh, do the moves without injuring herself, but... She'll be on the show for a little bit mending, so uh, I'm hoping that she kind of learns to uh, e- adapt and uh, recover, and we'll see what happens to her when she's healed. Yeah, so I felt bad for her. So that was her debut on SmackDown. So, all right, Sal, we move on to happy news. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, John and Renee Moxley, <laughs> uh, they're, they're having a baby. Yes, that was broken on Dynamite last night. That was a big deal. That was a big deal. By the way, I played the clip at the beginning of the show. How ridiculously subtle was Moxley announcing his wife was pregnant? Like, it was the most side comment Moxley style I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, no big deal. It wasn't even a pause. You just I knocked up my wife. No big deal. He said it and moved off. It was so funny. Hey, are we sure Seth, Seth's not the father? No. Stop okay. with that game. He, he did this exact same bit earlier. Stop with this joke. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Seth and Becky are doing their own thing right now. By the way, I got to say, Becky Lynch looked fucking gorgeous in those maternity pictures she put out. That was She looked fucking looks, gorgeous. She looks different with like normal hair. I know. She does. So I gotta give her credit. She looked absolutely gorgeous in those photos. But good congrats to John and Renee. Um, by the way, apparently Renee was texting John and accidentally texted Bailey, <laughs> and that's how Bailey found out about her pregnancy was through an accidental text message she meant to text John. <laughs> Oops! <laughs> this is hysterical. Whoopsie. Yeah, that's very very Oops. funny. <laughs> and um, one more big happy happy news story. Sal, go ahead. Uh, yeah, Alexa Bliss and uh, singer Ryan Cabrera, who follows me on Twitter, by the way, uh, uh, announced that they are engaged. Yes, congratulations to them. This was a nice surprise. I woke up to that news. That, that, that was a nice surprise. Um, Dad, any thoughts? Yeah, uh, Ryan Cabrera is also a friend of The Miz, so I think that's how they got together um, in a party that Miz had, and she was there, and 
they struck up a friendship and now it's developed into something else. I couldn't be happy for her. She, she, this is great. And uh, I think this is going to uh, make her better as far as the character with Brighter Wyatt because now she can be more creative. Um, so I will say, first of all, um, Sal has to get Ryan Cabrera on the show now, now that we know that he follows him. Uh, number one. Number two, um, what's everyone thinking of Alexa Bliss and Bray, by the way? We haven't talked about it on the show yet, and they're not on the Survivor Series card, so I'll bring it up here. What's everyone think of Alexa Bliss and Bray, Sal? Uh, I love it. It's She's fun when she's like, you know, like that, in that, that, in that state. Um and it's an opportunity for her to do something different. And she was getting a little stale and there was really nothing going on for her. So, uh, you know, this is definitely something that, uh, that that's, that's good for her, you know? So uh, I like it. I enjoy it. I, I look forward to it every week and I am happy that it's on raw because I don't watch that. <laughs> yeah, I know we've covered that. But um, the one thing I will say about Alexa Bliss is she's having so much fun. You can tell she's having a blast yeah. doing this role because it's so different. Dad, your thoughts? I, she's great. She's having fun, and you can tell she's enjoying it. Uh, and you look at it as she's playing a Harley Quinn-esque kind of character, uh, uh, being, you know, closing up to Bray Wyatt, and Bray just eats this up. And I think the both of them together are fantastic and Hopefully, they keep the storyline around for a while because I want to see where it goes because it can develop further on. I agree. All right, let's move on real fast. This isn't in the news, but I'll just bring it up real fast. This past Friday was Sasha Banks' debut on The Mandalorian. It was very cool to see her. I, I'm not going to lie, I kind of popped when I saw her in the background. That was a nice surprise. <laughs> Did not know the episode she was going to be on, so now was a nice surprise. <laughs> um, for just for reference point, I watched the Mandalorian before I go to work on Friday mornings, so I'm literally half awake and I turn Mandalorian on, and then like five minutes in, there's Sasha Banks hanging <laughs> out, like talking to the to Mando. I'm like, what the? Okay, cool. There you go. Here she is. And what's funny about her on the show is she's there, doesn't have many lines, and at one point she literally was laying down, stretching out because she can. It was hysterical. Not gonna <laughs> lie, but she did a good job. I thought she did a good job in the role. Dad, your thoughts? I know you started to. Um, I just don't understand why, like we were talking about this, why WWE didn't hype this up. You know, uh, she's one of their major stars, and you would think that they You're would do this. <laughs> you know, you know, you think they would do this, be, you know, it, because it's a win-win situation. It's good for your business, and it's good for Disney Plus because they'll probably get new subscribers out of it. So there's the problem. You just said the problem. You just said the problem. It's good for Disney Plus. That's the problem. <laughs> well, but the thing is, it's a win-win because then you no, no, watch- no, no, that's the problem. It's okay. a win-win for another company that is not associated with NBC. That's uh, the problem. <laughs> I agree with you, but it's the truth. Well, doesn't Vince have good relations with NBC? Yes, but Disney has nothing to do with NBC. That's the problem. Well, he's going to have to get in good graces with the Disney group. Well, the Disney's buying WWE like we joked about last year. Yeah. I'm not really worried about it. I know. By the way, can you believe that was a topic we talked about last year? That came up when I was looking at things. We actually talked about it on the air last year. That's weird. <laughs> anyway, um, real fast. So you can you can yawn and have something if you want. Me and Dad has a quick discussion. Major League Wrestling <laughs> came back this week. Dad has not watched the show yet. I have. But the important part is the Opera Cup is starting next week. And um, I'm interested in this tournament. I might actually watch it this year. I didn't watch it last year. I was kind of burned out by the time the tournament happened last year. So I didn't get to why I didn't watch it. But um, in the tournament, real fast, Tom Lawler versus Rocky Romero. Laredo Kid versus ACH. Low Key versus defending champion Davey Boy Smith. Richard Holiday versus TJP. Dad, who's coming out the winner of the Opera Cup? Who the hell is the Rody, Laredo kid? Representing AAA. Okay, got it. Um, actually, I see the two strong ones coming out would be Davey Boy Smith and probably Tom Lawler. You're thinking the same, I'm thinking the same thing. That's the thing. I'm thinking the exact same matchup, yep. and Tom Lawler wins this year. Yeah, because the Tom Lawler Rocky Romero match is going to be a squash match. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think well, Rocky will hold his own. 
I think Rocky's going to hold his own. He will, but I'm sure that Lawler's going to make him tap out. Oh, yeah, but I don't think it's going to be a squash match. I don't think – hey, I wanted to say, MLW this week gave me a new definition for the word squash match <laughs> because – and, Sal, you'll laugh at this. They, they, they have a timer for the, new, for the restart. They have a timer on the top. They time out their matches so you can see how long the matches are going. They literally opened the show with Hammerstone having a 20-second match against the jobber he came in the bell ring hit two moves the match was over he cut a promo longer than the match was <laughs> there you go what the hell's going on <laughs> <laughs> oh yay so all right that's the opera cup we'll get more into that as the tournament goes on the quick notes first of all this is the most bizarre thing i've seen happen on, on, on nxt tv in a long long time but it's leading to a hell of a storyline. Leon Ruff, formerly from Evolve, defeated Johnny Gargano in one of the biggest upsets in NXT history last week to win the NXT North American Championship thanks to help from Damian Priest. And then this week, Johnny won his rematch, and Leon Ruff beat him again, this time by disqualification, again because of Damian Priest. Because Damian Priest actually came down, did not want Johnny to win the match, and punched Leon Ruff in the face on purpose, causing his qualification, and then apologized to Leon Ruff. And then in the back, um, Regal confronted Damian Priest about this, and Leon Ruff actually came to his face, and um, what do you think, I'm not worth it? And then he slapped Damian Priest in response. Um, Regal actually told Priest, you deserve that, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, (laughs) And then later on in the show, we find out that Leon Ruff has actually challenged Johnny and Damian Priest to a triple threat match at War Games. So, <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> because, because in his words, he says, I am nobody's joke. That's exactly what he said. So, I'm not going to lie. Leon Ruff looked amazing this week on NXT. So I'm really looking forward to this triple threat. But, Sal... From someone who's been watching Dynamite and not NXT, your thoughts? Um, good for them. Good for them for having something different and putting the belt on somebody completely different that no one was expecting. And, um, you know, they're, they're building a little storyline out of it. So Yeah, I'm excited yeah. about it. Something that started last week as a joke. And now I'm excited for <laughs> the end of this. I'm not going to lie. I like it. I like it. Um, over in the Impact world, the Rascals had their final match this past week on Impact, seems to be heading to NXT. Yeah, you've been paying attention to Impact much more than I have. Yeah. But um, the Rascals, go ahead. It, this is going to be a loss for Impact because these this trio has basically almost single-handedly put Impact back on the map because of what these well, guys pre, are going to be. Pre-all the signings. Pre-all the signings. Right. And, you know, they – have done things as far as wrestling maneuvers and, and things that you wouldn't expect these guys to do, and they're phenomenal. So, you know, it's unfortunate Impact didn't have the money to keep them because they wanted, and they didn't, so they parted ways. And here's the thing with Impact, though. They're even saying to them, hey, if you guys have issues and don't make it, uh, you know, for NXT and there's issues, we'll welcome you back with open arms because you guys are great and you're great for the, the, the industry. So we'll see where this goes, but good luck to them when they're uh, heading to uh, NXT and uh, their training and, and the coaches are going to be great. And I don't think they're going to need a lot of adjusting because they're, they're just that phenomenal, that good. I, my only thing is, I, I don't know if the Rascals can be the Rascals in NXT. That's the problem I'm having. Because based on what we saw at Royal Wrestling, they do like the slow motion wrestling and all that kind of stuff. There's no way in hell they're going to let them do that in NXT. There's no way. I, I, I don't know. They're almost better off going to AEW because at least then they'll let you do your stuff. Look at Art Cassidy. He got over. Darby well, Allen, he got over. Like he by doing his stuff. You know, if the WWE allows him to do this and remain together as a trio, I mean this is gonna be a big impost uh, big boost for them. 
And then when they get out of NXT and go on to a main roster. That's the problem. That's the problem, I say. <laughs> That's the big issue. Yeah. Don't know if creative is going to say, well, we got other plans for you guys, and here it we'll is. Pick you up and then um, make you, and then do something stonerish with you. That's what we'll do. Jeez. Um, and give you stupid like... names. <laughs> well, the funny part is, Sal, they, they hang out in the treehouse and smoke pot. That was their whole gimmick in Impact. That's not a yep. joke or exaggeration. Yep. That's exactly what they did. <laughs> in a treehouse. <laughs> <laughs> the reason they left Impact in storyline is because they got evicted from their own treehouse. Yes. <laughs> storyline. How does that work? <laughs> They're stoned. Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, Who evicted when, them? When you, the uh, you, the, uh, the you, tree owl? It's the squirrels. <laughs> when, when you don't pay your bills, this is what happens. I, I, I couldn't believe but, I read that. I was like, what? They got evicted from their own treehouse? <laughs> How is that possible? Here's the thing. I I I hope it doesn't happen, but it may well. Is look at New Day as an example. These guys are great as a trio. They're broken up, and it's not. Are they really the broken same. up? Are they really broken up? <laughs> are they really still broken up? Biggie's voice is still on their entrance. Like, <laughs> they're really broken up. Yeah, he's still on the mic. We'll, we'll get to we'll get to New Day in a few. One last thing from SmackDown this past week. We had a fantastic match. The final match between Ray and Seth. We finally ended this fucking feud this past Friday. Ray got the win thanks to Murphy helping Ray. It was a nose qualification match. Murphy turned on Seth finally, 100% finally, and um, helped Ray win. And then Ray um, shook his hand and approved him for his daughter, Aaliyah, because, you know, that's a storyline that's happening. Yep. And then they all shook hands. And then, um, and, um, what's her name? Angie hugged, hugged um, Murphy, so that was weird. <laughs> but then Seth was so pissed off that he went to Adam Pierce and he told him, I want Murphy in the ring next week in a no-DQ match. And then I'm finding out this could be Seth's last match before he goes on paternity leave. So tonight on SmackDown will be Seth Rollins' last match before he goes on paternity leave. Oh, that now, makes your sense. Thoughts. That makes sense. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, so are they going to like break up in a month because it's just weird and now that's not going to go anywhere because there's no Seth Rollins? <laughs> well, there's, they've never said buddy, oh, sorry, Murphy, sorry, I keep hearing they're going to give him his first name, but they haven't yes. yet, so I keep hearing that, but it hasn't happened yet, so I want to say Buddy Murphy, but it's not a name yet, so, um, Murphy... It, they haven't said his name. They've only addressed Aaliyah being 19, and they haven't brought it up since. So I think they realize how ridiculous that is. I think they probably realized it. <laughs> so, yeah, Dad. So, here's the thing. You know, f- for Murphy to be on his own, and I thought about this. And went, oh, he's on his own, all right. <laughs> who was his next ass. opponent? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm bummed. Who would his next opponent be? And... I'm thinking, I'm yeah. thinking, I'm thinking, I say... A scared pregnancy. <laughs> a blue strip. <laughs> and Murphy's not the father. There you go. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I think the next supporter for Murphy should be Alistair Black. Well, they're not a, are they even on the same show? <laughs> they're on the same show. I don't know because don't we know. haven't show seen is Alistair on? Black for a while. Was he drafted? <laughs> he was drafted. I don't remember. Hang on. I think they are on the same show. Okay. Because Delina was on SmackDown and they kept the couples together. So that must mean Alistair is on SmackDown. <laughs> Just I mean, that would be great. <laughs> Murphy against. We did that have feud for like a year on Raw. So, like, as much as I like their matches, can we do something else? I'd actually be okay with Murphy and Dominic tagging together in the tag division. I'd actually be okay with that. Well, yeah, because we haven't seen Roberto Carrillo for a while either. What show is he on? I don't even know what show he's on anymore. Probably 205. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, 205 is in the um, wrestling, the, um, what was it, the CWC. They're doing the shows down there now. So yes. I'm not even doing them from the Thunderdome anymore. So There you go. <laughs> Sal looks so confused. 
I think Cell needs a map. Here we go. All right. <laughs> yeah, I do need a map. I, I You're really right. Gonna, I see we got a chart for us. We're going to start talking about this stuff just to have it just for a reference point. <laughs> Lower chart. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into this. We have a paper. Color coded, please. This won't take us long. So here we go. <laughs> oh, that was ABC shot in the dark. We are in a Thunderdome for WWE Survivor <laughs> Series. The one night of the year, blah, 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 blah. So, can I start, can I start by saying SmackDown needs to get their shit together? <laughs> like, how are you going yeah. into the pay-per-view week and still not have your teams together? I know, I was about to get into that. The Raw versus SmackDown Territorial Survivor Series elimination matches. Um, yeah, the, 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 the SmackDown teams aren't complete yet. Um, <laughs> it's going to be honest here. This is, this is weird. And I understand there may be something to air on Friday night this week, but um, you couldn't have, like, one person from each team, not two. Like, I don't understand what happened here. I don't get it. We'll do the women's match first. Um, team Raw, we have Nia, the tag team champions, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, um, Lana and her cable. Lacey Evans facing Peyton Royce because Mandy Rose got hurt because of Nia Jax, and they had to pull the tag team from the show. So it's Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce. Uh, SmackDown. I, I'm excited for this team so far. I have to admit it. And it's SmackDown. The Uncle Belair, Ruby Riot with a haircut, Liv Morgan, and question mark, and question mark. I think one of those question marks will go to Natalia because she's been booking Adam Pierce to get on this team. So I would not be shocked if she ends up on this team. I don't know who the other person is going to be. Um, Sal, who wins the match? <laughs> um, team SmackDown and uh, 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 Bianca and and Lady Vacant Two will be the sole <laughs> survivors. Fair enough. Dad, I say SmackDown, and here's the thing: I think Lana's going to get the final pin. You're going to see an Ajax put her through table number 10. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that, too. I'm going to go SmackDown as well. I think Bianca is going to be the number one contender when this is all said and done. So, okay, yes. that's going to happen. Yes. After, after, after Sasha's done with Carmella, I think she's going to move on to Bianca. So, that's what I think is going to happen there. So, that makes sense to me. So, Team SmackDown wins. But you're right. I think Lana is going to be involved in the finish. Thus, then having Nia throw her through a table, or Nia, Nia's gonna throw Lana through a table like two minutes into the match. One or the other, I'm not sure which one, but something will happen here. So, so Nia's gonna eliminate the problem. Is that it? Or, or, or what you do is you have Nia throw her through a table like two minutes in, and then we all forget about her. And then she comes in the ring, and then Bianca's like, oh shit, I forgot about you, and then pins her. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's the storyline. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, here's the funny part about the men's Survivor Series match. The Raw team seems to care. The SmackDown team does not. So just want to note that. <laughs> Notice that in storylines this, this last couple of weeks. Team Raw, AJ Styles, who for some reason thinks he's the captain. Keith Lee, Sheamus, who's apparently giving gifts to Drew McIntyre while doing this. I don't know what's going on there. Braun Strowman and Riddle, who lost his first name, versus Team SmackDown, Kevin Owens, Jay, I, I love my cousin Uso, King Corbin, who for some reason is still the king, Seth Rollins, who is this is be his last match before he leaves, and question mark, I have no idea who this is going to be, Sal. Um... Is it me or does like Seth Rollins not fit into this group? I forgot Seth Rollins is on this team. I completely <laughs> forgot he was on this team until I read it just now. <laughs> I forgot. Um, I'm thinking the dysfunctional team Raw, and I think Keith Lee Ooh. is going to be the sole survivor because they're like high on him right now. And yeah. Oh, I like that idea. I I I honestly think. That it's gonna come down to like Jay Uso and like Keith Lee, or Jay Uso and like Sheamus. 
Something like that. Like, I can I can see it being like three on one, and then Keith Lee winning. Yeah. Regardless, you know what I mean? Just to like build him up as this like unstoppable force. It really depends on who they want next for Drew. Because I have a weird feeling they're they're pushing Sheamus toward Drew eventually. I, I have a weird feeling that's going to happen. As much as you don't want to see that match, Sal, I have a weird feeling that's going to happen. So it wouldn't shock me if it's like a Keith Lee and Sheamus are the ones left at the end. So I am going Team Raw though. They, they need to win. They lost a retribution. They have to win a match now. They have to win. <laughs> Let's be honest here. They lost a retribution. Definitely. Nobody loses a retribution. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> God, go ahead. <laughs> well, let's put it in perspective. AJ's bodyguard, I forgot what his name is. But. Who we just learned talk English. Riddle says he's got a nickname for him, and AJ says no. And all of a sudden, the next thing you know, his bodyguard is going, Well, you didn't ask me. That was funny. That was, I enjoyed that. I, I popped so, that. That was funny. Here's the thing <laughs> because on Team Raw, everyone seems to have a issue, and it's all geared towards AJ. Uh, I think that SmackDown's got a chance to win. And I think the vacant spot on SmackDown may be Chad Gable. Ooh, I like that idea. I like that, actually. I do like that. He is um he is doing his thing and he's he's apparently going to be training Otis, apparently. That's the thing going on. That's a weird storyline yes. going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sal, that happened on SmackDown. He gave Otis training him for what? To be a better wrestler, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's it, to be a better wrestler. Anyway. We have our traditional champion versus champion matches, so let's go through these. I'm looking forward to this first one. It is the Raw Tag Team Champions, The New Day. Thank you, WWE, for not fucking this one up. The New Day versus SmackDown Tag Team Champions, The Street Profits. I'm excited for this match really, really a lot, but I have a weird feeling they're having the Profits win, and I, I, for some bad feeling in my back of my brain, I think Big E's getting involved, and that's why the Profits going to win, because they've really been bringing the Brigie, bringing Brigie, Bringing Big E into the conversation on SmackDown a lot for no reason whatsoever. So that's what I have a weird feeling going to happen. Dad, what do you think? Yeah, I think that the company is high on the street profits. And to have them lose would not be good for the storyline purpose. So, yeah, I think street profits are going to win. And the other thing that may come up from this is more friction between uh, the two members of New Day against Big E. So there may be some friction. Friendships may be tested in the New Day. So we'll see where it goes because right now things are kind of getting a little frustrating for New Day. So I want to see if they play out that storyline. I don't know. Sal. Remember how every year for my year-end prediction, I would always say Big E is going to turn heel and yeah. leave the group? Well, here's the opportunity to do it. There you go. <laughs> so I, I, I agree. I see Big E getting involved and, you know, helping his brand win, not necessarily his team, and going against the New Day and helping the Street Profits win. Right there on the – right there. The brand is bigger than the team. There it is. I think I just got our title. The brand is bigger than the team. There you go. There you go. Anyway, Bobby Lashley, the United States champion, is taking on the Intercontinental champion, Sami Zayn. Can I say my favorite thing of this is Sami Zayn cutting promos, saying, I'm a better champion because I represent more countries. I swear to God he said that, and I cracked up laughing. I mean, <laughs> I mean he's not true. wrong. <laughs> it's true, but it made me laugh really hard when he said that. I am a massive mark for Sami Zayn, so I'm going to pick Sami Zayn here, even though I'm a weird thing like he's going to win, but I'm a huge mark for him. I can't go against him, so Sami Zayn. Sal? Um, it, I don't know. I, I I guess I'll go against you just for the fun of it. I'll say Bobby Lashley. Fair enough. Dad, break the tie. I'm going with Bobby Lashley because I don't think – that him losing is going to do much good for the Hurt Business storyline. So I see Lashley putting him out with his full Nelson move. 
I mean the um, the full Lashley, whatever that name that movie was called. Yes. Whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> um, moving on, we have um, the Raw Women's Champion Asuka taking on the SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks, who, by the way, we haven't talked about it, finally pinned somebody in a defense. Look at that. Yay. Good Yay. for Sasha. Good for Sasha. Finally got over that hump. And there's no way in hell that it was at all connected to the fact she was on a Mandalorian that morning. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Not whatsoever. Um, Sal, what do you think here? Um, I see I see Sasha winning, as crazy as that sounds. Uh, I think Asuka's going to lose. Um, is, it, is it too early for Charlotte to come back? Um, no, never too early for Charlotte to come back. You ask, I, I, I see her man. getting involved for As some you ask reason. Her father, it's never too early for Charlotte to come back. She was gone for a week, and it's never too early for her to come back. Dad, <laughs> 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 um, what do you think? I'm going to go with Asuka winning, and I think Bailey's going to get involved in Sasha losing. Okay. I'm going to break the tie. I'm going to go Sasha because she needs to win more. Asuka can lose a match, and nobody will remember it. So that's the thing. That, that's, that's, I, I'm saying, you know, Oscar could lose and no one will remember it. So I would. Well, yeah, but the, the thing you, you don't matter. Oscar, no, no, Wait, here, I don't matter. God, here's the thing: you won't remember in a month when she's defending the title against somebody else. You won't remember. remember <laughs> like, what? None of us will remember it. Huh? But if Sasha loses exactly. the pay per view, we will all <laughs> exactly. talk about it and make fun of her. He forgot already. <laughs> Stop bringing it up. <laughs> so speaking of which, this is the next match. We have the WWE champion. I'm so excited. Drew McIntyre taking on the universal champion, Roman Reigns. Before we get to the match, because I already know what dad's going to say. Um, we're talking about Drew McIntyre winning the WWE championship this past Monday. Holy shit. This was great. I, I, I wasn't sure if they were going to do it. And they, they gave him an awesome entrance. He got a sword. By the way, Sal, I sent you the story. I'm going to say it here. So, the story behind that sword from Monday, and this came from Drew directly, so this is 100% true. Drew said that Vince's Drew had this idea to come out in his old tights and have a sword and a kilt and have a sword. And um, Vince goes and says, well, Drew says, I don't have a sword, though. Vince is like, I have a sword. And he goes to his office and brings his sword to the Thunderdome. <laughs> and the sword was a sword that Triple H got him when they were in Scotland. I don't know why Triple H bought him a sword in Scotland, but he did. <laughs> and it was hanging in his office. Because it looks good on the wall. Yeah, it was hanging in his office. <laughs> from his office, right in the Thunderdome. And Drew McIntyre uses his entrance. And the funny I mean, that is one story, reason to buy a sword. <laughs> the part about the story is Triple H was in Gorilla, saw the sword, and recognized it. <laughs> He's like, didn't I buy that sword for this? And Drew said, yes. And then he went through the curtain. <laughs> Is that why it took him so long? Is it having a conversation? Oh, buddy, I love it. That's fantastic. Oh. So, all right. Um, let's get to this match. I'll throw it to Dad at first because I know what he's going to do. Go ahead, Drew, Roman, go. Storylines are good in both these cases. But since they're really high on Drew, and he's kind of like going to be the new quote John Cena, I don't see Drew losing. Ooh, this surprised um, me. This one surprised me. I think Roman can lose a match, and then there's going to be more inner conflict between him and the bloodline. Um, this could surprise you, but as much as I love Drew, there is no way I see Roman losing this match. There is no way I see him losing this match. Um, the storylines for him, Vince is in love with him, and there's no way in hell he's losing this match. Um, the only thing I will say, I realized something, but I did not realize that I looked this up to make sure. Ever since you've been doing the Raw versus SmackDown matches, champion versus champion, SmackDown never wins. Ever. Because <laughs> it's usually Brock Lesnar on the Raw side. So, like, SmackDown never wins. <laughs> So they have Roman Reigns. They can finally win one of these matches. And there you go. Sal, what do you think? Um, I honestly, I can see, I can see Drew winning because Drew has more to gain if he wins. And, you know, if Roman does lose, it's not going to be like bad 
for him to lose, but I can see them adding to his storyline, you know, maybe blaming, um, what's his face? Um, yeah. Jay? No. Oh my God. Adam Pierce. No. Paul Heyman? <laughs> Paul Heyman. Jesus Christ. I couldn't remember his name. Um, you know, trying to pin the, uh, the blame on Paul Heyman and, you know, cause you know, that relationship's kind of rocky. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I can see Roman actually losing and wow. showing weakness as the tribal chief. Interesting. I, that's an interesting idea. I did. See, I just went with the route. That I didn't think they were possibly going to have Roman lose this match, which is the main reason I thought we weren't going to get this match. And they were doing Roman versus Randy, but so that Roman could win the match. That's what I really what, the whole point of this was. What I can see is this: is I can see Jimmy come down and have this Jack. conversation with Jay mm-hmm. on, you know, you don't need to do this, you don't need to be like this, you know, come on, let's talk about this. And all of a sudden, you know, Roman gets involved, turns around, Claymore down. And the funny part is, I can see it the other way around where Jimmy comes down and it looks like he's going to be like against them. And then he helps him against Drew. I can totally see it that way. Well, you know, we'll, we'll have to watch and see what happens. No, I'm, this is actually a match I'm really looking forward to. Everyone is. So, all right. Well, that's it. That's our show. And that's everything we got to talk about. So let's hit the music. And let's get out of here early this week. We're going to close with a little bit of Lee Bryce. Um, memory. I don't mess with. So I enjoy this song. So I figured, why not? Sal, let's get out of here. Uh, for more information on our show, including where you can hear our show, uh, go to our website, theplaykitsalshow.com, our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. Uh, and we will not be doing uh, Twitter stories because why does every stupid social media outlet have to have stories now? God damn it. Uh, comment, leave a rating and review, and we will read it on the show, but not on our stories because no. No, the fleet. It's not a story. It's a fleet. Uh, it's a story. It's a story. Come on. And <laughs> not a group I, of ships. I was so glad said that because I really wanted to say the word fleet for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> we are part of the Wisconsin Podcast Association. For more information, go to wisconsinpodcast.com. Dad, say your thing. Hey, as always, it's been your pleasure. And please, if you live in an area that has a local independent wrestling organization, safely. Please, uh, yeah. Please patronize these organizations. These are young men and women that are coming up in the world of professional wrestling, sports, entertainment. You'll want to showcase what they can do for you. You'll be amazed at what they can do, and they'll you know they'll surprise you and hold you oh, with their wonderful moves. And patronize these organizations because this is the future for them. And then eventually, they'll show up at AW Dark during a two-and-a-half-hour episode, and you may see them in 14 matches. There you go. (laughs) Excellent. There you go. So, hey, as always, it's been your pleasure. And please, Milwaukee, hashtag mask up Milwaukee, please. And avoid the coyote. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, avoid coyotes. Next week, we will celebrate Thanksgiving. And we'll see if anything major actually happened during Survivor Series. But we will look ahead to the big AEW Diamond episode featuring John Moxley and Kenny Omega. Apparently, winter is coming. And apparently, somebody got into Game of Thrones right before this match was headlined. So, there you go. Is <laughs> <laughs> oh, he coming out with a sword? That all being said, let's get out of here. I'm Blake. Sal. So. I'm Mark. And you've been listening to the Blake and Sal Show. Mask up. Have a good day, everybody. Hey, we love you guys. Be safe out there. See ya. Red leaves on the river, footprints in the sand. Cold walk in December, warming up your hands. Thank you so very much. Goodbye and good night.